0: As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There's no crying in baseball! I ate his liver with some father beating his ice cream. That was totally
1: wicked! If I can change, and you can change, everybody can change! Oh. And welcome to another episode of Your Next Favorite Movie. I'm your host, Josh G. And today, Well, you'll recognize his voice as he's joined us for multiple, multiple episodes of doing the Deep Dive format and been a co-host on his own with his brother a couple times. Please welcome Chris back to the show. Yay!
0: Clap. Audience clap in between. That's where you put that in, Josh.
1: Nope, I'm gonna leave that in with you clapping for yourself. Good job, Chris. (laughs) All right, so Chris has brought us a movie for our October lineup, one that I'm going to guess a lot of people haven't heard of. One of those Very movies true. that is probably trapped on VHS, never been on disc anywhere, I'm guessing.
0: Yeah, like I can't remember if if it's had even possibly a, uh, oh my God, what'd you call them, the... Uh... Oh my god! Before DVD, the big disc ones, you know, they oh, like laser disc. One. Yeah, like, I can't remember if there's maybe possibly a laser disc out there too. But the only thing I did find out is that there was some sort of DVD release of sorts, but not quite, because it was like a grind. There's this company that's like a grindhouse specialty thing, so they'll take some horror movies, do double features with it, but give it a grindhouse look. Um, So nothing like great quality or or anything like that. So they happened to pair it with another well-known... I think it's Italian horror movie, The Nesting. And made it as a double... And I think that's the only DVD release it's ever had. Um, But maybe overseas, perhaps? That's another possibility. But, you know, as well as I do, there's been no... Like the quality is not, not, there's not good quality ones out there to find of that movie in terms of the look of the movie and the stuff like that. So you could tell it's been untouched because <laughs> all there is is just a VHS rip Ritten. on, you know, different places that you could find of it.
1: Oh, and for those that don't know what we're talking about, we're going back to 1988. we we'll to be talking about The Rejuvenator. Doom, doom, doom. So, Chris, how did you come across this and seeing it for the first time? And when was
0: that? Oh, my God. Okay, so this is going to be a little bit of a... I'll see if I can put it in a short nutshell here. The funny thing is, is I can remember... Like, I feel like I can remember some glimpses of stuff when I was a kid, right? My dad, now, he used to watch a lot of movies, and he used to watch a lot of horror movies and stuff. So I can remember somehow seeing what I'm going to determine was like almost like a double feature thing that he saw on TV once, because I can swear one of the movies was Mausoleum, which is, uh you know, like early 80s, I think. And Vinegar Syndrome released that one. It's a good one. Fun. And then, of course, this movie as well, The Rejuvenator but I can only remember like different scenes and obviously not the same movie. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I just remember, okay, both of them feature a female monster, you know, a female character who changes into a monster and, but the features on them very different from each other. So I, the glimpse or the thing I can remember most with this is there's a certain scene in the rejuvenator where she's changed and she ends up at a phone booth and she ends up killing a woman that's at the phone booth. So I can remember vividly that there's the scene with the hand where she meets with the homeless guy and then like her killing the woman in the phone booth. So it always stuck with me. That's the whole point. I just remember it always sticking with me, but I never knew the name of the movie. I could never remember it. And I remember trying to search and search and search for this movie over the years as internet <laughs> became more available. Um, and I would have no luck until finally coming across it at a convention, horror convention, when someone had, you know, took this rip and put it on a DVD copy basically. And, and I was like, this is it. This is the movie I remember." it's the rejuvenator. So that's the first time I can remember this movie is that thing when I was a kid. Wow. That's good back way further than i realized cause i definitely don't remember this seeing this at all as a kid so i don't, well that's the thing like it's it's kind of a double-edged sword because it's one of the it came out during that time or it's one of those movies as well that became part of that vhs horror uh movement you know where a lot of the movies went straight to vhs went to straight to rental uh vhs places and stuff So it, I guess, just depending on where you're at, right timing, (laughs) and it could be there on the shelves, but I never, I just don't recall ever seeing it like at a blockbuster shelf whenever we went to a store to go rent movies and stuff. So, and I don't even remember seeing it even like at media play, like, cause we would go to media play a lot. So, and all those tapes would always be there. So, but I just don't recall ever
1: seeing it there. Yeah, even when you pointed it out to me, I didn't recognize this poster at all, so I don't remember it. Yeah, yeah. I, but for those that aren't sure, tell her about what this is about. You talked about a female monster, but give the synopsis yeah. for this.
0: Oh, oh well, it's pretty easy actually. So the Rejuvenator, uh, it's it's an old it's an old story. It's a story we know typically with I think with female characters at the you know, who are at the lead of all of this, but it's a cautionary tale, kind of like a Tales from the Crypt story where you have a woman who, an aging woman who wants to be young again. And so she's funding this project of this doctor to find basically the cure for aging and to make her young again. So it's like a story of the fountain of youth and finding that really there's some dangerous consequences to it. And there's a it's kind of I like how someone described it before to me in a comment that I saw in a comment online. It's basically like Sunset Boulevard meets Frankenstein.
1: OK, so I know vaguely that that's what Sunset Boulevard is about, but I haven't actually seen that one. So but I, have, <laughs> I, I can get the reference.
0: <laughs> and then I saw, too, where it, I mean, another reference is that it's kind of a loose remake of The Wasp Woman in which that's a 1950s B-movie. And it was remade in the 90s as well. But it's it's the same thing to some extent, where you have this woman who's, um, she was a a, a bigwig woman in charge of a cosmetics company. So she ends up taking like uh, these, having like scientists, a doctor, whatever, look into WASP to create this, uh, or WASP serum or some sort in order to create this cosmetic for looking young and it would do it. But the only problem is it would also transform her into a wasp monster. <laughs> so there's a, there's that
1: reference as well. All right. So Chris, obviously you, you talked about one of your favorite movies in death becomes her on this. I don't know yeah. where this ranks, but what made you want to bring talk about the rejuvenator tonight? Well, a big
0: one was because I think it's a movie that it's a lost gem it's one like you said too it's one of those movies that is stuck in the vhs era it's not been touched it's not been released because i mean i would say what at least over the last decade we've had a lot of great horror gems come out and be released and distributed um by these boutique labels but for some reason this is one that seems to lay dormant so i figure why not talk about this movie that it feels like kind of like reanimator and an hp lovecraft story with frankenstein elements in it and classic kind of noir elements as well and you know with 80s horror sensibilities (laughs) so You know why not get the word out? Why not talk about it and hopefully get people to hear this and get invested and look into it? Hopefully, enjoy the movie. I think many people, especially if you're a big horror fan and a big '80s horror fan, love monster movies. Um, It's got some blood and guts in it too. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Great monster effects. Performances are fine. Uh, You know, there's. It's got a little bit of everything. I think to enjoy.
1: Yeah, and I'd, I'd love to see a cleaned-up version of this because yes. the quality that's out there that I watched on YouTube is definitely poor, but definitely it's see dark. Some stuff it's, in there. It's
0: pretty dark, yeah. But you know if it, someone grabbed it and they cleaned it up, it's it'll look really good. And I think it'll definitely... Because, I mean, there's some good stuff in there, like some of the... Um, oh, my God, like the home, the mansion of the actress, which we'll talk a little bit more of. You know, there's some good stuff from that scenery as well that would probably look really good in HD <laughs> rather than SD. So, yeah, some really good stuff. And the monster effects would be great to see. Because you can yeah. tell there's some really good special effects makeup they do in this movie.
1: All right, so now we're getting into that weird territory, Chris, and that is the almighty sequel, What You Would Have liked to Have Seen. Could you have gotten a sequel either back then or a modern day sequel? However you would want to do it, whichever way you want to take it. Not the remake yet. We'll get there. We'll get there. But for now, just put a sequel would <laughs> entail.
0: Ooh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one because of the way that the movie ends. Um, The only thing I can think of is maybe, because I have to admit, this is one question that I didn't really, but I thought a little bit more of like remaking. The only thing I think of is like, there's one doctor in here. Um, Try to remember. Which one was his name? Was it doctor? I think it was the doctor Jermaine, the guy who is, he's kind of like the guy that wants to close down the experimentation of things. And so um, he's the one, and I think he ends up also spoiler probably, but he ends up grabbing like the, the files information at the end. So he's the only one that has it. So the only thing I could think of is, somehow him taking the experimentation, maybe doing something either on himself or on another woman to kind of continue the woman transformation creature aspect and doing something with that. So, you know, but what we'll kind of twist and turns, I'm not really sure because obviously this story's been told pretty well. So to do something a little different, I'm not sure yet. That's something I did. I had to think more into that one. But that's the question I, like I said, I didn't think more into that. as so I was thinking more of the remake question. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. You talked about it. Let's get into it. Who would you put in this if you got to see this remade? since you put some time and effort into that one?
0: <laughs> well, we we'll got to back up just a little bit and say that with this story, like, let's talk about some of the characters so that people know who I'm talking about probably. But we have the aging actress who her name is her real name is ruth but when she's transformed into her younger self she's now called elizabeth which is like a long lost cousin or something like that to ruth as she states at the beginning you know and then of course you have the doctor who is dr ashton who comes up with the serum and he, he comes up with the serum through using the brain of corpses. Uh, but they got to be fresh. And then he also has his assistant, Stella, which is, by the way, there's another reference that I'll dive into that with. And then uh, and then there's the guy who gets the bodies. Uh, his name is, that's funny. Okay, Hunter. So yeah, he's the one that that gets the bodies and brings them. Because this is where the Frankenstein aspect comes in, by the way. I don't know if you thought about this or (laughs) this part, but like, if you think about it, Elizabeth is Frankenstein the monster. Dr. Ashton is Dr. Frankenstein. Stella is Elizabeth in the book. And then the hunter would be Igor.
1: Right. Yeah, no, I I had not thought about that.
0: (laughs) And then, like, another old movie reference in this is a streetcar named Desire. Because then there's a, there's one scene where something happens to Stella, and then the doctor's yeah. like, Stella!
1: <laughs> oh, that's so true. I didn't think about that, but that's true.
0: <laughs> and then she's like, your Brendo needs work, darling. <laughs> Maybe that's a clip you could play, Josh. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, anyway, that's our characters, right? So, I think if I were... I don't know. I guess if I was to really use kind of like some bigger names or something, because that, that's the only thing I think of at the moment. There was a few possibilities, so I was thinking maybe for Elizabeth, they could be maybe Blake Lively, maybe Catherine Isabel, who I think would be probably really terrific in the role. And I know this sounds a little, maybe a little out there, maybe Winona Ryder. That would be really different. Or um, even maybe Juliet Lewis to an extent. That would be also really different. So I don't know. Those are just a few names that just kind of popped in my head. Who could probably take the character and do some pretty twisted things with it. As well as try to go into a dark place. <laughs> and those actresses probably could reach that level. And then for... Dr. Ashton, I was thinking maybe like a James McAvoy or maybe even Oscar Isaac. So that would probably be really different there. And Stella, um, I was thinking like Gemma Chan or Emily Blunt. Or there's this um, other fantastic British actress, Michaela Cole. Oh, Willem, the I forgot too. He's another major character though, the butler. Uh, the guy who helps take care of Elizabeth. Um, I was thinking maybe like David Harbour, like from Stranger Things. Right. The sheriff. And then Dr. Jermaine, maybe like Stanley Tucci or Idris Elba, or switch it up and uh, use Kate Blanchett. You know? She
1: can do anything. She can, do anything. <laughs> she can.
0: She probably even could play Elizabeth really well, honestly. And then... Um, for Tony, the security guard, because he was kind of like the comedy relief. To- he was like that guy that was like, if you have any issues, find me. I'll come and get take care of it, which is kind of like even the officer guy in the original Frankenstein movie. Because um, he was kind of like the comic relief, but maybe like Sasha Baron Cohen or Nick Frost. So, yeah. So those yeah. are some names.
1: Yeah, no, no, that's that's it's a good little cast there, and if you get Winona Ryder and David Harbour, you have your little Stranger Things. Oh my gosh, that's connection. true. Too, yeah, <laughs> can
0: you imagine getting them back together? <laughs> oh man, that would be. I don't know that. There's some really great names that could probably play these these roles, and then even you know, and then of course, if even if I was a director and I was working with some relatively unknown names, that would be terrific too. So. Anyone who can probably take these characters and go pretty deep with them, then there's magic to be made. So that's how I see it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's have you do this and let's give that final pitch on why someone who hasn't checked this out should check this out this spooky season.
0: Oh, gosh. Well, I think the biggest thing to take out of it is that it's probably a movie you have not seen. It's one of those movies that, like I said, uh, me and Josh were this at the beginning. It's it's a lost gem at the moment. It's something from the VHS era that just has not been picked up by anybody yet. It needs to. It, it's just, it's late 80s horror, monster feature, blood, guts, kind of, like I said, it's like Tales from the Crypt meets reanimator meets frankenstein meets even classics like sunset boulevard and the streetcar named desire and if you and then of course when you do watch the movie you'll probably notice that even the dialogue to an extent feels like a classic movie there's not really a whole lot of cursing in this movie you know with the exception of maybe a few maybe a few words here and there but nothing so serious it's it feels like something of like kind of old school dialogue which is interesting very neat for its time
1: <laughs> right yeah especially for a sloppy little straight to vhs horror movie yeah it did seem like something they would yeah. do. <laughs> and then of course
0: there's a really cool scene in there as well i mean there's a few, there's several but like you even get a girl metal metal band up in there singing a song at a club uh the poison dollies i think is the band's name and actually found their song on YouTube that they sing, but it's really kind of the intro is like the big spender. They do like a little remake of big spender and then Mm -hmm. it leads into the song that they sing in the movie. There's a lot of memorable moments in there. I think, especially with the transformation, the makeup work that they do for the character. Like, I mean, I think of the bathroom scene (laughs) and when she, uh, Wakes up next to that muscle guy in the bed. And of course, the telephone scene as well. Um, And then the ending. Oh my God, that's (laughs) pretty funny too. The way that she was chasing him in the hospital. And, you know, you see a little bit of some mass murdering going on. But I think it's funny when there's one particular scene in there where this, uh, like, orderly or whatever gets his heart punched out. And. But then when she leaves off scene, there's another orderly or nurse coming by and they just kind of don't realize (laughs) (laughs) that there's a monster that just ran loose by them and killed this person. So, but it's worth it. It's uh, one of the things that I can't recommend enough and hopefully get some more eyes on it and get some more. Uh, some of these boutique labels to hopefully take notice as well. Cause I've been preaching about it actually for at least a few years now that, Hey, you know, somebody like scream factory, then sent uh, vinegar syndrome,
1: you know, and this feels like vinegar syndrome. What it does. It? it feels like it
0: really syndrome. does. I mean, I wonder, I wonder is-
1: if there's a rights issue. A lot of times there's
0: rights issues and Maybe. I don't know. Or I just kind of wonder, was this one of those movies that sort of just flew under the radar? You know, did it not get enough eyes that maybe some of these people forgot about it or they just don't know it? That's another possibility. But the rights issues is another thing too. I mean, is that a possibility? Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. We don't have any answers to it. So it, it does feel like it's just, like I said, forgotten. <laughs> it's stuck. It just feels very stuck. But hopefully we can just try to get spread the word, get the rejuvenator set, because it needs to. It needs to happen.
1: Yeah. So if you've listened this far and you're out there, you're on Twitter, you're on Instagram, wherever, tag all these labels. Bring it up. Let's get their attention with it. Let us know that we want to see this. Even if you don't like the movie, it never hurts to have another horror movie out there coming out from these labels. Yeah. You know, even if you don't like it, I mean, trust me, and Chris will attest to this. Not everything Vinegar Syndrome puts out is for us. They put out such a wide array, but you're always going to find some kind of gem in there when you buy something from them. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's true.
0: And the thing is, is that um, especially right now in a time where it feels like a lot of the same catalog titles are getting re-released a lot and there's not a whole lot of newer titles getting that release necessarily. So this would be a great opportunity to add something new to the Blu-ray or who knows, maybe even a 4K quality or something. So I mean it it just it needs to get out of that VHS era and finally get into you know into the new era. <laughs> yep. ah, um josh i mean wh- you got
1: to see this movie for the first time as well and- I, would have, I would have to re-watch it before i could really comment because <laughs> that that is my only complaint is that is and it's not the movie's fault it needs to get off it's so dark but you can go on youtube and watch it for free so that is yeah. another seven point it's it's easily accessible not it the is. best quality but it is easily accessible so and there's uh, there's a few different
0: ones you can click on as well. And maybe I so, clicked a bad one, so maybe that's uh, Who knows? Yeah, might that's have. a possibility. <laughs> who knows? But I mean, it. Hopefully, you had fun with it too, and you saw the the possibilities with it, and how fun it can be, and how actually enjoyable people can have uh, while watching this movie. Yeah,
1: I, I would love, like I said, yeah, I'd love to see a cleaned up version, especially with a lot of those effects you were talking about. I'd yeah. want to, I want to see those. I know some people love looking at the old VHS, but it's it's rough <laughs> for me. Honestly. Maybe if I had a little TV to sit and watch it on, it'd be different. But I guess I, I sometimes sit there and wonder, man, is this some of the
0: quality we really enjoyed when we were kids? Because I sit there and I go, I don't remember
1: it really looking like this. So I, I think it's because of the TVs we had back then versus the quality TVs we have now. I think yeah. that plays a big part.
0: I oh, man, I I kind of hope that this will get somehow noticed out there, because, I mean, Mausoleum, the fact that Mausoleum got released and that was one that I forgot about, too, for so many years. And uh, and Vinegar Syndrome released that one. Yeah. You know, I was just like, holy crap. So there's always a possibility. And, you know, I hope, you know, they are like I said, or even the Scream Factory or uh shoot. There's another one, too. Like, there's a few different ones that are out there. As Severn, as GK, Severn. Severn. Yes, Severn's another one as well. Or Arrow, Arrow Video. Arrow. So, I mean, hope, there's plenty of them out there that could pick this up and get it out there in North America. Get it out here. <laughs> You're missing out if you don't have it in your catalog.
1: All right, yep. Yeah, I think you've sold it as well as you can, so Chris. Tell them where they can find you and where they'll see you preaching to the choir about getting this movie out there
0: <laughs> Oh, gotcha. Well let's see, on Twitter you can find me at CBC Monkey, um, at and then in the, the, the IG Instagram, you can find me at X of Oz. And Letterboxd, you can find me as a friend of Josh. <laughs> hey, it's my oh yep yeah yeah if you listen to
1: any our no, normal episodes with chris you'll, you'll notice that is very normal for him
0: <laughs> and then guys too just
1: uh to throw
0: out there if you have seen this movie uh comment below as well whenever this episode is released and tell us about your thoughts on the movie and if you um end up exploring this movie then come back and comment either way and let us know and Again, I think the word, more of the word we can get out and somehow spread a little bit, tag these boutique labels,
1: then maybe something can get going. You know, something can be made. Yeah, absolutely. And the easiest way to do that, go on Twitter, YNF Movie Pod. That is where we're most active. Yeah. We will interact with you. I'd love to hear some comments whether you've seen this, never heard of it, go check it out. Even if you watched it and hated it, tell us about it. Tell us why. Yeah. We'll, 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 talk, we'll have a discussion about it. We love that. Look up the poster as
0: well, because if the poster doesn't get you interested, holy crap, you're missing out. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Other than that, the easiest thing to do, go to linktr.ee slash ynfmoviepod. That'll be social media, podcast platforms, YouTube channel, my personal letterbox where you can find Chris and you can find whatever I'm rating on there that's not being talked about on the pod. And there's a lot going on in October, so I don't know what's coming up next. It could be Anthony Brownlee talking about Nightmare on Elm Street. Or next week mm-hmm. could be leading into Film Effect November when Ed comes on to talk about Blair Witch Project. I'm not sure. we got a lot going on. That's but right. anyway, there'll be another episode dropping soon. So and don't forget,
0: guys. too, we got me and Chad coming back again. We're talking about Sleepaway Camp.
1: At the time of this recording, that has not happened. But at the time this drops, that will be out already. So go back in the catalog and listen to Sleepaway Camp.
0: <laughs> Either way, it's October, Josh. So Sleepaway Camp is being out there. It's coming.
1: <laughs> Sleepaway Camp already will made. have been out in September. So at the end of, the end of September will be our Sleepaway Camp episode. We'll be out there, guys. Till then, you guys take care, and I'll talk to you next time.